Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. It's Monday, June the 4th, 2018. Taz Jim and Devin Peacock with you. Hello. 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 You say goodbye. <laughs> um... We are going to talk about Ontario politics on the show coming up, specifically Kathleen Wynne's decision to concede. Uh, but American politics, another interesting tweet from Donald Trump this morning. Donald Trump went on a tweet storm, which is enough to uh, wake the entire world up. He, uh, in one tweet, mentioned he had the power to pardon himself. And another tweet. Which innocent talked. people always do, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, just in case, uh, I'm not saying I did anything wrong or I'm ever going to be convicted of anything, but if I was, then I just want everyone to know I can pardon myself. And that's not to say that he does. That's just Trump saying he believes he does, and he's cited as some experts saying he has the power. I don't think it's being conclusively proven he can pardon himself. But he's tossing that out there anyway because it's Trump. He's also talked about how the special counsel is totally unconstitutional. So he's really throwing a lot of mud at the wall this morning. Is that mud? <laughs> it looks like mud. It doesn't smell like mud. <laughs> it's what comes out of his mouth. We are going to talk about interesting smells coming up on the show. Jim had a skunk incident <laughs> on the weekend. Uh, right now, we want to get into the big news out of Alberta. The Tash Show Podcast. Right now, Dev, you had this story earlier in your news. I wanted to uh, discuss the Edmonton Footloose situation. Yeah, so there's a city committee in Edmonton that has uh, a recommendation before them that the city put a moratorium on raves until they uh, figure out a way to deal with the problem of raves they're having in Edmonton, apparently. I guess they say their raves are a big place where you have uh, lots of drug and alcohol uh, that happen and, and drinking that happens, but also sexually sexual assaults that happen, fueled by the drugs That's and the alcohol. Good. Yeah. Critics have said, if you ban it, it'll just go underground. And that's even harder raves already underground? Isn't that like the whole... I think deal? there still is some in like random abandoned factories, but there's a lot of money to be made. And like I was in one in Montreal, this huge facility once, and it's like thousands of people. So like the big ones are are on the up and up. It was legitimate. I feel like it. Yeah, it was a place called New Gas City or something. Like DJ Snake was playing there. Turn down for what? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> and were there any drugs? Oh yeah. <laughs> was there alcohol? Oh yeah. I think that's the point. <laughs> Imagine if you went there completely sober, it would be the most annoying thing ever. You'd just be laughing at the way people dance. Yeah, yeah. so many glow sticks. <laughs> when you see people dance sober, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember back uh, back in the, in the 90s, the rave heyday. They used to get on a bus with like garbage bagged out windows and they take you to the middle of nowhere you wouldn't even know where you're going and it would, what yeah it would be a barn or something and you'd be stuck there raving until the sun came up see that's what's going to happen if they make them illegal there's going to be more barn raves and sketchiness a barn rave than a barn raise <laughs> it's not really the plot of footloose though Kevin Bacon, I don't even, was he even drinking beer in that movie? He may have had one or two, but it wasn't about the drugs. He just wanted to dance. 
might have had a might have had a hard lemonade or two. <laughs> the dance was his drug. That's the thing. That was his release. Have you been to a rave, Devin Peacock? I have been to a rave. No, no! Way! come on. You haven't even been to a concert, but you've been to a rave. I've been to well, I've been to now five concerts. Oh. Or four is it four? <laughs> Four or five. We'll count the rave as a concert. So tell us oh, when did you when did you go to a rave? This was I don't know, like nine years ago. I was uh, out with friends and we met up with some other people and this uh, this young lady asked me if we wanted to leave and uh, go to a rave. So I went. Did you take your shirt off and get some glow sticks? I did not take my around? shirt off. I, oh, I, my God. I, I, w- I was drunk when we got there, but even drunk enough, I realized I did not fit in here whatsoever. And so I was gone within like 30 minutes. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never really... I just like, I walked in and people turned their heads and looked at me like, what's this guy doing? Here? It's all, somebody's dad's here to pick him up. <laughs> I never really uh, understood the whole appeal, but well, I was just—I wasn't dressed to go to a rave, and everyone else was like, "That's when you take your shirt off, then you're instantly dressed to be at a rave." <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't have any body paint on me whatsoever. <laughs> I could just see Dev in a big old diaper, shirtless, and a soother in his mouth, yeah. loving life, and some body paint here and there, just touching everyone's face. <laughs> That's a normal Thursday for me. <laughs> Maybe the problem is there's not much to do in Edmonton. (laughs) Outside of raves, you can go to the mall, you could go watch a CFL game. Uh, That's about it. That's about it. Yeah, I don't even know. Do they? uh, They must have a baseball team there. I Uh, I don't know. You go to the movies? Go drill for oil? You can. (laughs) You can leave Edmonton. (laughs) The Taz Show podcast. Kick your f***ing ass! I want you off the f***ing set, you prick. Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one f***ing second. What the f*** are you doing? Some classic Christian Bale there. I love it. Losing it on uh, one of the crew members. Uh, well, that was Terminator Salvation was yeah. the movie they were filming when he, when he flipped out. And you really need to up your, your game if you're going to make it into Christian Bale's league. But one guy who's tried is uh, the guy who played Martin Riggs on the Lethal Weapon TV show. We were talking about how he got fired a couple weeks back, right? Yeah, yeah, and they were trying to replace him. They were going to replace him with Stifler. Yeah. Might be playing a different character, but Stifler is taking over for... Clay Crawford is the actor's name. He lost his job because apparently he was very difficult to work with. Well, some good news. We now have some audio... (gasps) Of this guy and how tough he was to work with on the set. Damon Waynes was his co-star. On the show, they're best friends. Riggs and Murtaugh, they've got each other's back. But apparently in real life, these two guys would really butt heads. And here they are on set. This is kind of tough to hear, but this is Clayne talking to Damon Waynes, calling him all sorts of different things. You know, saying handle hits better than you did yesterday. I mean, that was the biggest nerve I think I've yeah. ever seen. You're the biggest crybaby I've ever met in my life. Yeah, I'm going to suck this I mean, how does it feel to only be in the game because you're yeah. I know, tough to hear, right? With, with the beeps especially. I've listened to the unedited version. Yeah. He's saying, um, they're, they're going back and forth a little bit. Damon Wayne's is swearing at him too, but Clayne's saying that uh, Damon Wayne's is the biggest crybaby 
cat that okay. he's ever met in his life. And he asks him how it feels to only be in the game because of his brothers. So Damon Wayans, obviously, Keenan Ivory Wayans was his brother who was a big uh, movie director in the 80s in Living Color, created that show, insinuating that he only has a job because of who his brother is. But he's been in so many great movies. I know. And it's funny, too, because if you said the name Damon Wayans to me, Six months ago, I'd be like, I know who Damon Waynes is. Who the hell is Clayne Crawford? Yeah, exactly. Here's another clip. This is Clayne Crawford, fired from the Lethal Weapon TV show because he was tough to work with. He says, shooting a scene, and nearby there's some kids playing in a pool, and they're making too much noise for him. So kind of like the Christian Bale thing where he's, he's feeling a little distracted, and he wants someone to go deal with the kids. What do you think I should do? What's that? I don't know! Shut the f up! God Newman! They're right here! Get somebody in here with a walkie and shut them the f up! Or did we not pay for this place? If we did, shut them the f up! <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug? <laughs> like, why is that guy so upset? That is intense. Oh, da, 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 like this in the background. <laughs> you know what? You know, Christian Bale has earned the right to yell. I think, you know, he's an amazing Hollywood actor. He's been in incredible roles. This guy, like you said, I've never heard. Where does he get this attitude? Yeah. This oh. is his, his first big role in the United States. Yeah. And he's acting... Like he's he literally is acting like he's Christian Bale, and I don't mean on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, good for you. <laughs> so it makes a little more sense as to why he was let go from the television show. Now that you hear that, yes. Can you imagine any other job if you spoke to a coworker like that? Yeah. Oh, if he was a teacher. Yelling at kids? Well, they have the union. They, <laughs> you can never get fired. He wouldn't get fired, but any other job than actor and teacher, he'd be gone in two seconds. Get somebody in here with a walkie and shut them the up! The Tash Show Podcast. Did you notice the big Andrea Horvath bus in front of the uh, hotel next to the radio station this morning, Jim? I didn't notice, no. It's parked out there. I'm not sure if it's uh, if it broke down. <laughs> Imagine. Her bus broke down last week, so I think they got it fixed. But NDP leader Andrea Horvath is in town, making another appearance in London, Ontario, before heading off to Sarnia, Chatham, St. Thomas, and Woodstock, obviously. It's it's time for the big push as the uh, election day is coming up here. Doug Ford is going to be in Scarborough this morning. Kathleen Wynne, uh, I think she's on an island somewhere <laughs> yeah. now. She's vacationing. She threw in the towel. How what? weird is this? I know. What, what was your reaction when you saw that news on the weekend? I I mean, I don't blame her because it wasn't looking good, and it's almost like she's trying to save face, but it's just really complicating things, I think. She says there's no way that uh, she's going to be the premier after the election. She is conceded, but she is encouraging people to vote for as many liberals as possible so the NDP or the PCs don't go unchecked with a majority government, like the liberals did, yeah. by the way. Um, but she is asking people still to vote liberal, which 
could be a trick. Maybe she's like, hey, don't worry, I'm not going to be the premier anymore. So just vote for as many liberals as possible, hoping that people will uh, vote for the liberals, and then she'll win. Yeah, yeah. Because if she truly did want people to continue to vote for the liberals, bowing out and showing no confidence is going to lead to less votes. So I don't understand the end goal here. Yeah. A lot of people didn't realize that Kathleen Wynne's middle name was Kant. <laughs> A lot of people didn't realize, Jim, that Kathleen Wynn's middle name is No Chance in Hell I Can. <laughs> That's a long one. On June 7th, voters will elect a new government. I don't know who voters will choose. That is up to them. But I'm pretty sure that it won't be me. <laughs> After Thursday, I will no longer be Ontario's premier. And I am okay with that. I'm sorry to laugh. It's just the way she's so matter-of-fact about it. I don't know who they're going to choose, but I'm pretty sure it won't be me. <laughs> Says she's not going to be the premier, but she's urging people to still go out there and vote for some liberal candidates. We have terrific local candidates. They deserve your support. They'll fight for your votes, and I will fight for them, even though I will not be premier after this election. What is up here? Is this some sort of reverse psychology scam she's trying to pull on us? Mm -hmm. Craig Needles is in studio with us. I, I saw some of your tweets. Uh, obviously, Craig's the host of the Craig Needles show on 980 CFPL. I saw some of your tweets. You're a little uh, bemused by this announcement on the weekend, too. I was I, I was kind of stunned by it, to be honest. Uh, I don't think I can remember a situation where a sitting premier has said, or a sitting leader of, of any sort of situation has said, look, I'm running for re-election, but I know I'm going to lose. Uh, help me out here. Is she saying that so people start thinking, okay, well, she's not going to win. I might as well vote liberal, and then there's a chance she still might win? No, I don't think it's a, a reverse psychology type thing. I think it's, it's, it's what it seems, which is, they are a sinking ship, and they're trying to get as many of the valuables off the ship as they can before it gets to the bottom of the ocean. So they're thinking to themselves, okay, we need to have nine or ten MPs to retain official party status. Does anyone else feel like there's kind of three sinking ships, and we just have to choose which one is the least sinking? Yeah, yeah. which one's <laughs> sinking the slowest? Yeah, yeah. That, that might be it, or which one has the most doors for people to float on in the ocean? <laughs> right, who has the most uh, life rafts? Yeah. <laughs> so... That's the situation, I think, is they're just trying to make sure they get 9 or 10 or 11 MPPs somewhere in the province just so they have some level of respectability after this. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that we've what we've learned during this election is that voters are going to do the opposite of whatever Kathleen Wynne asked them to do. Yeah, isn't it a bad strategy? I mean, if you bow out, you say you're not going to win, isn't that going to lead to less liberal votes? If I was a liberal MP and I had a good shot of winning my region or whatever, yeah, right. I would be so mad because she's basically saying the liberals yeah. have no chance. What if LeBron so James just said, you know what, guys? I really don't think we can beat Golden State. <laughs> we'll still play the games, but uh, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be I just MVP. hope that we win by, we lose by a small enough margin that it's not embarrassing. Yeah, I feel like Kevin Love would be like, LeBron, and I'm trying to get another contract here, buddy. Do you think it'll, is this strategy going to work? Is uh, No, I don't How think so. could it? I think that their internal polling, like all the public polling we've seen, they're at like 19, 20%. Their internal polling must show that they're worse than that province. Yeah. So I think this was like a last ditch Hail Mary type of effort. 
I just don't think it's going to work. I, I think that in, in ridings where it's close at all between the Liberals and the NDP, I think you're going to have a lot of people just say, because these are people that have already decided they don't want Doug Ford to be Premier, they're going to say, oh, Kathleen Wynne thinks she won't be Premier? Well, I'm going to vote for the person who says she might be Premier. I'm going to vote for the NDP. So I think that you're going to have a few Liberal candidates who might look back on this and say, oh man, that was a mistake. It cost me my job. Yeah, call me crazy, but I've always... Uh expected people running for office to think that they had a chance to get elected. Otherwise, what's the point? Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Not a lot of people realize that Kathleen Wynne's middle name is Naga. Naga, Kathleen Naga. Naga. The Tash Show Podcast. Somebody told me you had a, uh, a run-in with some wildlife on the weekend, Jim. Yeah, on Saturday, I was doing like randos around my house till about midnight, and I was all alone, and I said, you know, I'm going to end this night with a solo fire, solo campfire. So I've got a little like chimna, ch- I don't know what they call them exactly. Chimnea. Chimnea uh, in my back patio. A chimnea. Oh, love it. I did love it, actually, for a moment. Uh, I was sitting there for about an hour, just peacefully By yourself, you had Um, a little fire. Is that weird? Not if you were stranded in the wilderness and needed to to cook something. Well, I was relaxing, man. So I I was sitting, uh, just enjoying myself, obviously. And I wasn't even listening to tunes. It's just in the silence, enjoying nature, you know? And uh, I heard something move behind me, like a can fall over, just a rattle of some sort. I was like, oh, a ghost. I turn around. I don't see anything. And then I'm like, what was that? I turn around again. There is a skunk not four feet away from me at two in the morning. And I freeze, Taz. And it's wandering. It's stupid tails up in the air. I'm like, oh my God. What am I going to do? So I had a blanket over my shoulders. And I just went like... (laughs) I threw the blanket like... At the skunk? No, no. I, I threw it up like... To so distract, it's perpendicular. Distract, it's a barrier. Block, so if it sprayed, it yeah. would hit the blanket. It was a barrier. I threw it like straight out so it was like a wall. And I bolted for the fence and bolted for my side door under the carport and got inside and like looked out the blinds and saw the little skunk just like messing around. Skunk was probably thinking, what the hell is this guy on? Having a fire by himself and then freaking out, throwing a blanket in the air like that? Relax, dude. I think he was trying to meet up with one of his buddies. I was like, I smell something. I smell something a little skunky over here. <laughs> I think my friends are over here. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> uh, Jim. Un- unbeknownst to you, you you sent out a. Uh a mating smell. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> Your neighborhood. Yeah, so uh, we apologize to uh, the Oak Ridge area. There may be an infestation of skunks because of Jim Kelly's Saturday night fire habits. That's funny. I'm glad you didn't get sprayed. That would be the worst. What would I do? Because it was, I, I don't know, one or two in the morning. Like, who do you call? I would have to sleep outside and then like call a friend in the morning and say, can you help me out? I can't. <laughs> Just make sure I'm not that friend, please. The Taz Show Podcast. It is Taz and Jim, and we got to tell you the story behind this 911 dispatch. Denver, Colorado, Friday night. Small high spirits are saying, saying the gun went off from someone's pocket. Mm-mm. Little gun incident. Mm-hmm. This can't be good. The FBI was involved, Jim. Uh-oh. You know it's deep. So there is a um, a big party going on, <laughs> and at a bar in Denver, 
FBI agent off duty decided to get out there and bust some moves. Mm-hmm. He did a backflip. The crowd went wild. But as he landed the backflip, his gun fell out of his uh, waist belt or wherever he had his gun on him. Lands on the floor. He fumbles. He panics. He goes to grab his gun. It goes off. Oh, my God. Shoots a guy in the leg. Wow. You've seen the video, and the dude's reaction, hes uh, he doesn't seem too concerned that he just shot someone by accident. It reminds me of a drunk buddy at a wedding who accidentally uh, breaks a wine glass and goes, Oh, my bad. Yeah. Oh, like, sorry. He, just, he walks me? away with his hands up, like, it, relatively I innocent. Did that? <laughs> Here's some witnesses talking about the incident. It was a breakdown circle, like quintessential breakdown circle. There was one man who was doing flips, and then he left, and the FBI agent, I guess, I, we didn't know that, he came on the scene and he did a backflip. And he was dancing, and then right as he did that backflip, his gun fell out, and it hit the ground. Um, it shot off. About two minutes after that, paramedics start flooding in, and they're crowding this guy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Honestly, like, aren't the FBI agents supposed to be the best of the best and the cream of the crop? And he still does something this stupid. I would certainly hope that alcohol was not involved because, <laughs> as a gun owner myself, um, and being someone who's part of the community that cares about gun safety, I'm very responsible with my firearm. I know my friends are as well. You cannot carry if you're in a bar or an establishment or if you've been drinking. Sometimes the rhythm just gets you. <laughs> You gotta get out there, Jim. Open Gangnam Style. <laughs> Gangnam Style. Open Gangnam Style. Go Terry. Go Terry. Go Terry. Go Terry. Go Terry. Oh. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast.